I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. We are here today to review a couple more fall movies, Marry Me in Yosemite and Merry Go Round. We were slated to talk about Love's Portrait. However, Carrie... <laughs> Uh, something happened with my recording and I didn't have it and it's not playing again until Friday. <laughs> yes. So we obviously can't review that. Nope. Because <laughs> she hasn't seen watched it. it. But that's okay. We'll just cover these two, which is fine. First one is Marry Me in Yosemite. And this has Cindy Busby and Tyler Harlow. Basically, Cindy is a successful photojournalist. And she goes to Yosemite to create a new coffee table book of pictures. And she meets Jack, who is a tour guide, and he opens her eyes to the new possibilities of Yosemite. I was paraphrasing like this little blurb thing. (laughs) Uh, I think you like this one better than I did. Okay. Well, I didn't know what to say when I sent it to you because I didn't want to discourage. So, okay. We'll, We'll just, we'll see what we think. So setting, I gave it a five because... Yosemite was really pretty. And obviously. <laughs> we're always there for the on location shots. So it's a five. <laughs> and I appreciated that this like hiking outdoorsy kind of movie that they have been doing a lot was actually in not some just remote location that didn't mm-hmm. like it was actually somewhere somewhere real that you could like put your finger on and you could go see it if you wanted to. Yeah, it was actually a national park that people would know and would want to see. It wasn't just some random place in the woods. Yep. That's always a plus. For style, I gave it a three because they were in regular hiking gear, whatever. I almost considered giving it a two just because I didn't care for Cindy's flat hair. I know this is like a style, but it was too straight for me. But this is a curly-haired girl speaking, and it just made her look really different. Like, even when I first saw the photos for this movie, I I thought that was Cindy. But then I was like, well, is that Cindy? Because for some reason, it she just looked different in this movie. I do think she looked different. I didn't attribute it to the hair. But I also gave it a three and could have given it a two. The only reason I did not give it a two. Because I actually thought a lot of her outfits were, like, atrocious. Like, it wasn't even, like... <laughs> She was somewhat cute, like in that other one with Christopher Russell, which is the other version of this movie. <laughs> yeah, Chasing Waterfalls. Yes. Like some of those I thought were cute. You know, these I did not like any of them, but her dresses were really cute. And I felt like saved the style from being a two. Didn't she only wear one dress? Well, she had the one dress when they went out at the before she left. But then she looked nice. I was th- I was kind of putting on like when she's at home, she was wearing different kinds of things. You I know, see. Her more business appropriate attire. I will say though, on that scene when she shows up to their date, non-date, whatever the heck it is, in her dress, they just did a slow-mo of her <laughs> and him watching. <laughs> And I laughed. And then they did the same thing in Merry-Go-Round, except it was Amanda's character watching Brennan's character. Uh-huh. And Brennan was the slow-mo. I'm like, is this a new thing we're doing now? Well, she actually did wear at least two dresses because she also had her wedding dress. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's about that. The name, which I thought the wedding dress 
was really cute. I liked the style. It was definitely different. Not what I would have expected. Like, I think it was fine for the character. I just wouldn't have expected it necessarily for Yosemite for whatever reason. It was really cute. The whole wedding thing was really cute. And I'll get into the rest on storyline. <laughs> okay. Well, storyline, you know, I gave it a four. Okay. I, I, I give it a four because okay. of some things. But what did you give it? A three. Okay. The things that I liked about the storyline, because I would have given it a three as well because we have seen this before specifically with Cindy in Chasing yes. Waterfalls, thought it was different enough because it focused on the aspect of the Native American history in Yosemite and Native American characters and talking about they were on the land before. Like it had this history lesson to it as well that I appreciated that was more than just, I got to get these photos for my publisher kind of thing. So. Yeah. That aspect is what pushed me to the four. Otherwise, so, it would be a three. I can see that. And I actually did really like that aspect. The aspect that I didn't love was the first initial like conservation kind of aspect, only because I kind of felt like they were kind of throwing it in there. It's not like she was going there for that. Like, I think if it had been built around that, I think it would have been better, but it just felt like it was like they were trying to force it on there. And I felt like the more organic story actually was the Native American aspect mm -hmm. of it. So I did really like that. And I, I liked that they went that way specifically with her getting the photo of the face of the girl in the mountain, although I still don't see it. <laughs> No, I didn't see it either. Okay, I thought it was because I was colorblind. <laughs> I was like, this is the photo, but what do I know? <laughs> okay, at least it wasn't just me. I just really thought I was colorblind and just couldn't see the differences in the color. But I do like the story and the idea. And the, I mean, she did go somewhere different and got a different angle of it. So like as a photographer, I can appreciate like going somewhere else and getting something that's most people are not getting. I like that. I thought that the stories that were coming up about the, the tribes that lived there and the people that were on the grounds and stuff like that were an interesting route to go. I just think they were trying to compound it too much with the conservation, which kind of lost. Well, Other than you know, him being scientific, it didn't really go anywhere. I was just going to say, you know, with your conservation thing, I was going to mention this in Merry-Go-Round because it, it's not a big deal in that movie. But they kind of pushed the conservation thing in that one as well because this kid made a painting with no trees. And he's like, uh -huh. why don't you have trees? And the kid's like, this is the future when we don't have trees. And <laughs> I, I like, noticed that You too. should put some in there for inspiration. I mean, I'm glad we're calling attention to like real world issues. You know, that's not a problem. But I did think it was funny like back to back these movies. Although I guess well, they didn't air back to back. They did on Hallmark back to back. They were weekends. Uh, one the they were right after each other on the weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but something else that I noticed that has been on repeat, I feel like, in a lot of movies, not just these two, are the puns. They are going overboard mm. on trying to be punny in these movies. And I think I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I've hit my max. Well, I'm like, is Paul Campbell writing these? <laughs> is he on all of these? <laughs> Because I feel like that's kind of his, like, he's really good at puns. Well, and he's really so, good at delivering them, too. Yeah, You know what I'm true. saying? And it's not like she was trying to say them and it wasn't coming across as funny. I didn't like it in this in this specific movie. I just felt like it was trying too hard. It didn't bother me 
But I did notice that there was a lot of, it's like always about the puns. It's like they can only have a certain kind of humor in these movies. And that is one of the acceptable ones. (laughs) So the guy, I thought he was cute and I liked him, I guess, but it was a little difficult to get a read on him. Like I thought their meet cute was very strange because she's looking for this tour guide to take her through Yosemite and she gets guided to his house and she finds him outside on his deck conducting a symphony to the forest. And we're just watching him get into this, like literally with a stick and this classical music playing on his phone. And then afterwards, she's like, bravo. I don't, I, I mean, like I kind of got it with the whole nature and music. But then I was also like, this is just really weird. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. I felt like they put too much tension between them in the beginning also like there is a fine line right like he's like get out of here leave me alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and it's like I didn't hate him I thought she was too over the top in that scene what if he fell off of that deck because you scared him because he's standing literally on the side of the deck where he almost fell off like he they had him like toppling I did not like this. And then that kind of leads into my biggest issue with the movie is I didn't love them together. It probably was not until the dance scene, if not the camping scene, where I actually felt like I could see them together. Before that, I was like, I didn't feel any chemistry. I didn't feel anything Mm. with them. And it was just, and I think it was just the way that it was written for them to have this weird contention that didn't play itself out well for me on the screen um i don't know that i felt like i didn't see them belonging together because i kind of saw where they would connect i did laugh though whenever she was trying to see if he was single or not and then he went into like a whole monologue about what he's looking for in a woman in a relationship and it was like every beautiful cliche that you would love to hear from a man (laughs) and he just listed them. Yeah. And it was sweet, but I was like, what is happening right now? I don't I don't know. I, I just think Cindy was she was a little much at times. Yes. Which I feel like I haven't had to say about her in a while. I agree. And you know, I love Cindy Busby from like Heartland. I mm-hmm. she I love her. I did feel like in this movie she was a little over the top and he was a little too grumpy. At the in the first half of the movie, and it really made it hard for me to get connected to them as characters. Now, granted, I will say, loved the camping scene when they kissed. When they Ooh. kissed, when they're laying under the stars, it was very sweet. Fighting off coyotes, <laughs> and it was like a kiss, and then like a real kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, I like this. I like this. I can see this. I can see where this is going now. And it really, that's the only reason this is not a two for me. <laughs> oh, wow. It's because, because of the camping scene. I, well, I felt like from then on, much better chemistry between mm-hmm. the two of them. Much better for me. Yeah. Agreed. I thought it was cute. I mean, this is a spoiler alert, but whatever. That she proposed to him. I did not like this. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? I liked the fact – okay, I liked the fact that she proposed to him, and I liked the fact that we had a wedding, considering it's called Marry Me in Yosemite. I did think it was rushed, where we were just like, ooh, we're walking, we're hiking, I'm going to propose to you, and then, ooh, we're at our wedding, and it's just us two and a preacher. They didn't even have guests, which I thought they would at least have 
the friends that she made there, the park ranger and her uncle or dad or I forget who he is. The grandpa? Yes, that guy. Cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not like, I liked the wedding. I was surprised that there was just them. I really, really thought the wedding was pretty, but I found it very unrealistic that they wouldn't have a photographer. So that kind of missed it for me. If if I'm getting married, the one thing that I'm paying for as a photographer is a photographer. That's a good point. I did have a photography question. Okay. She was carrying her tripod everywhere. Is that realistic okay. when you're hiking? Yes. Because I thought that should be like attached to something for her. And then she pulls it out. Well, usually it. there's like a, um, like my camera bag has a loop that you can loop it in and tighten it and it attaches to your backpack. So... Normally, you wouldn't be carrying it in your hand. I thought the thing that was even stranger is she's carrying around this camera from who knows when, which it was a cool camera. Like, Mm -hmm. I would totally buy that and, like, sit it on my shelf and, like, be like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, the history of cameras. (laughs) But it was a strange thing to bring with you on hiking because that thing probably was not lightweight and you have your digital camera which i mean okay there is a there is a thing in the world of photography about like what's really better film or shooting film or shooting digital but if you're hiking digital the cameras these days are like weather weatherproofed so you don't have to worry about your stuff getting wet or damaged by the elements and then also they are a lot lighter even though she only had one lens i think well you know i ask what did Ansel Adams shoot on? Because he was mentioned a ton of times. He's the Yosemite man. I would almost bet he was film. I don't know when he was. Mm-hmm. So that might be a point in film's favor. <laughs> well, he died in 1984. There was no digital. But his photos of Yosemite are still like the prime photos. That is true. But I'm just saying. He probably would have been able to get those photos with a digital camera. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. I, don't know. I just watched anyway. that stupid Lifetime Photography Christmas movie, you know, like two weeks ago, and they debated the whole thing about digital and film. Yeah. So I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Is that all you have for the storyline? I have one more thing. Okay. She's yelling for help. Just untie your shoe and pull your foot out and then get your boot <laughs> out of the sh- out of the rock. Why, why are I, we sitting here yelling for help? I thought he was going to tell her to shut up because yelling for help with a bear locked on you is probably just giving it more attention on you (laughs) actually you're supposed to make noise to scare the bears off okay so see i would have died that's well if you were if you were hiking in the mountains you would have thought they would have told you that plus they like in banff national park they have like the things that say if you see a bear on the hiking trails here's what you should do Mm. so to give you warning that's good i guess she did the right thing yelling for help then when a grizzly was locked on her Anywho, I assume that was a grizzly. I don't know bears. Fall. I don't know either. (laughs) I am rating this a one because they mentioned fall. I think that's when her book's supposed to come out. But otherwise, this is not a fall movie. Not a fall movie. I gave it a one because hiking is an outdoor fall activity. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) And then I gave it, this is a middling love It's very middling. It could have gone nonsense, honestly. But I did like Yosemite and I like the Native American stuff. So. Well, I'm going nonsense. Sorry, Cindy. Is it a middling nonsense or is it like. 
really on the nonsense side. Yeah, if it hadn't, if I hadn't felt like it had redeemed itself from the camping scene on, I've, it would have definitely been like an end of the road nonsense. But it's, yes, it came up to middle. Okay. Well, that was Marry Me in Yosemite. And next, um, we have merry-go-round. So Abby is a successful executive moving to Paris and planning to marry Edward. Life is perfect and she, until she learns her divorce to high school sweetheart Luke is not exactly official. Starring Amanda Scholl and Brennan Elliott. And Zach Santiago as her fiancé, who was the lead in Christmas Yule blog from Lifetime from like two years ago. This is true. I was shocked that he... I saw his name on the credits and I was like, huh, I wonder what he's, who he's going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. And he was a side was, character. I was shocked he was the boyfriend. I mean, I'm sorry, Zach, if you're listening to this. He's not my favorite looks. <laughs> <laughs> but Christmas Yule Log was, Yule Blog was cute. And they didn't make his character in this movie the terrible boyfriend fiance. He was actually a very good guy. He was actually, so, yes, I agree. He, the character was well written. I just always think of him. I think he's in trouble with me because I think of him as Ramon on Sign Sealed Delivered. Mm. And it's like Allison Sweeney. I just can't get past it. Well, I could almost not get past Amanda Scholl in this movie because she had, she looked too much like her evil character on One Tree Hill. Like the oh. hairstyles and the looks and kind of the, outfits sometimes i was like whoa this is the reincarnation of her evilness <laughs> except for not evil no not <laughs> evil anyway so setting i gave it a four because i liked their small town and then i also liked parts of paris that they showed i mean it's probably old footage of when they were in paris before for this movie but i still liked it so four they were in paris for this movie yes at the very end, when she no, moved no, no, to no. France. I thought you meant it was probably old footage of when they were in Paris for this, like, for filming this movie is what I oh, thought. Oh, no, said. no, no. I mean, like, it's, whenever it's they've been. Role. Yeah. From something else. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, we went over to Paris just to shoot this five minutes, <laughs> and then we came back. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. I mean, I could be talked up to a four. It was fine, the set. Yeah. It was not nearly as good as Yosemite, so that mm-hmm. may have been impacting my score a little bit. <laughs> that makes sense. Style, I gave it a two because Amanda was embodying her One Tree Hill character, and then Brennan was fine, but nothing, you know, amazing. That's so funny. I actually gave it a four on style, and I marked what? it up because of Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> I would have given it a three. You know, I forget things, so I... Did not, and I don't know if I ever watched all of One Tree Hill or not, so who knows? I was not associating her with that character. So I don't have that part coloring the way that I am scoring. But Brennan in the leather jacket specifically totally gave me (laughs) Logan vibes from the fourth Crossword Mysteries. Oh, I see. Okay. So, and I thought he looked really nice in this movie for the most part. I just really prefer fun. his scruffy beard look, like the five o'clock shadow look. He was more clean shaven in this movie. I don't mind that. I thought it, I think it's because it reminds me of Logan, and I like him in that character so much. So it doesn't. It didn't bother me. So well, fine. <laughs> and then storyline, I gave it a three. Bum, bum. 
because we've seen this before and it wasn't shocking in any way. (laughs) I gave it a four. I actually really liked this movie. Really? Yes. So here's the one thing I really liked. The dance that they went to. Most of my comments are from the dance. The first one, the first one being this makes me think of like a modern day dance that like my grandma met my grandpa at a dance in their town. And so it gave me totally those kinds of vibes. Or here's a here's a throwback for you. Baby Boom. There's a dance in Baby Boom. One of my favorite movies when I was a kid with Diane Keaton. Anybody? Um, I feel like I might have seen like this movie poster when you said Diane Keaton, but she inherits, she's a businesswoman who inherits this baby from a cousin who lives in a different country. When the person dies, he like leaves the baby for her. She goes to the airport to pick up her, or her inheritance and they drop her off with the baby. Anyway, (laughs) then she proceeds to move to a small town where of course (laughs) all the things go wrong, but she finds love. So that's all that matters, you know? Mm -hmm. And I loved when he whispered to her that it's never too late to begin again, to believe again. That was sweet. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. (laughs) And I literally loved them dancing. And then for Zach to show up, which we knew Mm -hmm. was going to happen, but I kind of was not expecting it a little bit. I knew it was going to happen, but then I was like, we hadn't talked about him in a while. Like usually there's some like build up to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I was not surprised, but kind of surprised. <laughs> he handled that whole scene with such dignity. I, lo- I loved the way that that character was written, the way that he handled it, the way that they all handled it. Other than her, who left the fiance to go chase after <laughs> Brennan's character. I mean, but I just felt like it was very grown up discussions that they had. Yeah, I agree. I think they did that scene very well, too. Just how everybody was reacting Amanda was crying because, you know, she loves both these guys, but she's in love with Brennan and then Brennan just wanting her to be happy. And but then the Zach being wanting her just to be happy. And I like that scene. It was well done. It was cute. How did you feel about the mother getting involved? See, I called that from like the very beginning. So before we even saw her mom and Amanda's character says that Brennan is the one who left her. And just like left a note after they were married. I was like, whoa, he left her? That's weird. Like, how are they going to redeem him? And then it's because we throw the mom under the bus. That is true. (laughs) She she does what all the parents do. And they tell the other person, oh, you need to leave because you're going to ruin my kid's life. Which I really don't understand. And I really don't care for this. I didn't like that the secret took so long to come out. I just wanted it out there already, especially when Brennan kept hinting at it like, you don't know everything that happened and whatever. That was just a major thing that her mom did. And they like tied it all nicely in the bow at the end with forgiveness and love and family, which is nice. But I liked how Amanda said, you know, you don't know what that does to a person. Like, I thought he left me because he didn't want me because he didn't love me. And she's been going when you're 18 feeling that way. All the way 20 years later feeling that someone didn't love you. That really messes with your head. Her mom did psychological damage. And we're just going to get over it. I don't know. That was kind of crazy. I mean, I definitely do understand this idea of like, oh, this can really, how this can really 
hurt you or whatever. I do feel like as a PSA, let's not let 20 years go by. We should seek counseling <laughs> yes. on these things. So that even though it does feel like that at 18, it does not feel like that at 38. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, regardless of what the situation is, I really liked the stepdad Mm -hmm. in the story. I felt he was very balancing and the mom needs him. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were a cute couple, even though the mom was a little out there. I have one Um, question for you, though, too. Yeah. So on the end. So at the end, guys, spoiler not that we don't chalk these full of spoilers. She, it shows the Paris B-roll and then she's talking on the phone. Did you think that they just kept the wedding and were getting married in Paris? No, I assumed that they were already married. Oh, like, okay. And then he proposed to her and I was like, oh, so he's not. I thought that she was like, okay, we just need to confirm those changes or whatever and then we'll be good. So I thought... Oh my gosh, if they're going to show them getting married, because it's called Mary Go Round, M A R R Y. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, marry me in Yosemite. Maybe there's a wedding at the end of the sucker. But I was like, please don't tell me that they just kept the wedding. I was going to be very not. That would have ruined this movie for me. Well, I did hope that there was a wedding because of the Mary Go Round thing. But I thought it was going to happen when they kiss at the end in the courthouse. I thought it was going to do that whole transition where they're kissing at their wedding and then we pan which, out. Which I would be o- which I would be okay with. Like that's that would have mm-hmm. been fine with me. I just felt like they like I rewinded to see if they put like a 6 months later stamp or something on it because I was like when is this happening? But I thought that they were trying to make you think they were just using the wedding that she had planned with another guy mm-hmm. and going to have her still get married. And so I would have been okay with like what you said because that would have felt like there was probably time in between it. I thought the proposal oh, well. was really cute. Yeah. I mean, I feel <laughs> you like you want to get proposed so... to in front of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, that part's nice, if cliche, but still nice. But then like the ring in the champagne glass, I don't know. I, nah, I've seen that before. <laughs> I liked it because I thought he was going to pour the champagne in the glass. I didn't realize she was like picking up the glass and then she kind of moved it and it tinkled. And then you could, you know, you could hear the mm-hmm. ring in it. She's like, oh my gosh. So I thought it was really cute. But Well, I mean, you- yeah. I just thought they were already married and then that happened. I was like, oh, they're not even married and they're living in Paris together? Ooh la la. It's the new Hallmark. Uh, it's the new Hallmark. <laughs> the nouveau. Oh my goodness. Fall, I gave it a zero. This is not a fall movie either. I gave it a question mark and because I was either zero or one, but this is the reason why they had that dance thing. And I didn't know if that stuff was related around a fall thing that I couldn't remember. Like the activities that were going on, were they Mm -hmm. fall related activities, even though they didn't specifically look super fall ish, but that's why I gave it a question. Okay. Then I'll go with zero with you. Yep. It's a zero. But I did give it another middling love. I couldn't I gave give it, it a nonsense. love too. Now here's a question though. Do okay. you like this movie Merry-Go-Round with Brennan and Amanda or the perfect pairing with Brennan and Nazneen Contractor? I think I like the perfect pairing better. Okay, me too. <laughs> Good, Carrie. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> 
Well, you know, and you and I both really love Nazneen. I mean, I like Amanda Scholl just fine, but I really enjoy Nazneen. Yeah, I like, I prefer her more too. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was my question. Nazneen won't ever look like the evil person on One Tree Hill. (laughs) No, she won't. (laughs) She's got that going for her. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's all we have, but I'm going to bring in a total random tangent since we don't have a third movie and it kind of goes with this ish. Okay. So I have been catching up with Call the Midwife. Do you know what that show is? I mean, I'm guessing it's where people are giving birth and they're calling a midwife. It is. It's a, I think it's a PBS show. It's been on for 10 years. It's set in like the 60s now. And it's this order of nuns and their midwives and nurses, whatever. So anyway, so I've been catching up on that. And it's not like exactly a romantic show, but they obviously have relationships within it. And the kissing this season, it's their COVID season, has been so awkward. Like, you can tell that they're not really kissing, like, at all. And it just made me think of all the COVID kissing for the Hallmark movies and the Lifetime movies with the plexiglass. Uh Like, even those looked more real than these fake kisses on Call the Midwife, which are admittedly not going to be, like, steamy or anything. But when I just see your two heads come towards each other and then you pull back like you actually kissed, it just don't look right. (laughs) Especially when I've been waiting for episodes after episodes for a kiss to happen. And then that's all I get is very upsetting. So I just wanted to say they did the COVID kissing incorrectly. (laughs) That's funny. Get it together, guys. I know. Watch Hallmark for crying out loud. (laughs) All right. Well... Do you want to send us out, Carrie? Yeah. So next week, we are going to be doing a preview of the October movies. There are six of them between Hallmark and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Woo! I did not know how we go from, like, June that had one movie on Movies and Mysteries to three in a month where we're only doing half the movies because we start Christmas in the other half of the season. It's so weird to me. It's not very good planning. No. So um, we're going to go over those October previews. And if you like what you hear, you should give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people to find us. <laughs> and also find us on Instagram, where it's Love and Nonsense Podcast. And on Hallmark also, where we talk about the upcoming movies. We talk about things that are happening. You know, there's going to be lots of announcements coming out in the next month or two. <laughs> so Yes. And I think you meant to say on Facebook also. Because we are not on Hallmark. (laughs) Oh. You're like, and on Hallmark also. Can you imagine? (laughs) We have our own little commercial. Catch Stephanie and Carrie on Love and Nonsense. Saturdays. (laughs) (laughs) I should have said Wednesdays. Saturday was just the first day that came to mind. Anyway. (laughs) And Sundays. Yes. When Christmas rolls around. So I think that's all. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.